0: let's see what's on board today happy new year everybody and welcome back to the educational triage podcast this is tony and i'm joined here with
1: philip aloha happy new year yay Hey! yeah it's, i guess everything's magically different today 2022
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, has <laughs> been kind of a weird Kind of readjustment, hasn't it?
1: Right. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. It was. It was an interesting year. Mm-hmm. That was. I. I, I didn't. I didn't catch it. But we're, we're doing an episode on SEL today, and um, I, I saw more of it this year than it was just heavy duty this year.
0: Well, yes. the and we are doing it on SEL, and and one of the reasons why I wanted to do it is because. Um, we're going to be moving in and doing some stuff with um, looking at brain work and kids and trauma and everything like that. And I have Michael Kramer Borneman, who is a sleep forensics expert, who's going to be coming in to talk with us. And I'm really excited about it because Michael is... Um, you can, you can see him on NOVA, National Geographic, Discovery. Um, he's one of those guys, huh? He's one of those guys, and he's That's written that. tons of publications. He's, he's just a fascinating guy. So That's good um, enough for to
1: me, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, not me. Well, let's talk about social emotional learning.
0: Yes, That's let's cool. get down to brass tacks. So my understanding is that it was developed. They first came up with SEL. Social emotional learning to help high schoolers in their sophomore, junior, senior years to start adapting and getting ready so that when they left high school, they were far more prepared for the workplace mm. and that they weren't so institutionalized and that they had a better view of the world.
1: Which would explain some of the objectives of SEL. Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And then in 1994, the Collaborative for Academic Social-Emotional Learning was formed, KSEL. And they are the basically the storehouse, the big kind of hub for most social-emotional learning, as, as far as what I understand. Now, I'm going to be very upfront with this. What happened was we came back from, well, while we were in lockdown... Mm -hmm. And while we had that long time away, um, they kept throwing meetings at us, meeting after meeting after meeting. And it's all summer long and even into the year, it was like overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And I just started tuning them out. And then they started talking about doing social emotional learning. And I'm like, just tell me what to do. Just tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. So there was never any real explanation there was never any real training there was nothing it was here's what we're doing just do it and this is what it's for if you want to know you can look it up on your own it's pretty much how it came out to me
1: oh that's interesting
0: so i never really understood or maybe i was gone Hmm. i have no idea um but it the information was not effectively disseminated and everybody mm-hmm. else seemed to know what they were doing. And a couple of other people, I said, well, you know what you're doing. What are we doing? And they said, I don't know. I Just do what they tell me to do.
1: I just do it. Yeah, they send it along. That, that had been my, um, my experience in that had been guest teaching and guest teaching on days. Like uh, Thursdays in one district, they called it Therapy Thursday, the kids did.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. There
1: was this uh, activity. And uh, it was never consistent as far as whether I was to lead it. Or another teacher was to come in and do it. So that was always interesting. You know, I I didn't know whether to study it, get ready to do it, you know, or is there somebody going to come in and do this and where it fits? And they never really told me anything. So,
0: Yeah, well, what I suppose what got stuck in my craw was that we had because we were on kind of a different schedule. And so we had so very little time. By the time that we got back and we needed to discuss things with our students, but they told us you need to get this stuff done and it has to be done. So we tried to cram it into the small window of time that we actually had.
1: Did you have a scheduled time?
0: They had a scheduled time in the high school, but our program, we had kids who left and went out to their internships.
1: Oh, right. You had that flexible schedule.
0: Right. So we had kids who came into school and within 20 minutes of coming into school, they were out the door on the bus going out to their internships unless that was their in-center day. And then an hour later, we had another group of kids come in and they did the same thing. So in order for us to be able to accommodate every single student, we had to do it once they all came back. And that was a short window between... um, the time that they got back the time that we needed to debrief with them on other things and then roll this out so that, and yeah. then they went to lunch so what was supposed to be maybe a 40 minute presentation we had to accomplish that in approximately 20 to 25 minutes
1: <laughs> it's it's not real spontaneous is it either no
0: no, I mean,
1: no and this is the kind well yeah it a lot of this stuff is uh, what well, would be better with buy in and, and I guess I, I kind of look towards spontaneity as being a, a ultimate buy-in tool But mm-hmm. if you're going to read off a script, it's kind of interesting. I, I knew what they were after. I mean, and I did the proof of, um, the approach. In fact, it's, um, doing the research, it's like <laughs> more than important. It's kind of been overlooked mm-hmm. things like, um, you know, just mental check-ins, uh, journal rights. Some of it was contrived, though. You know, like, okay, now spill your guts. It's your turn. <laughs> Nobody really likes those group therapy meetings.
0: Well, no, because first of all, I think that in order to have real social emotional learning, you have to have the value of trust and yeah. the value of safety.
1: I would say that, yeah. Before
0: kids can actually buy into it. And yeah. We were dealing with, I don't think we were over 20, I don't think we were over 30 kids. But you think about, and we had two teachers plus a secretary who were all there to work with them in case they needed something. And then you think about a regular classroom teacher who has maybe 35 kids and they need to take, and they need to do this with them.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah. So (laughs) my... Yeah. And during that 40, during that, you know, that period on the Thursday, in this case, you know, where it was an extra half an hour, we we're supposed to. Do.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so my question is, because it was one day a week. Mm-hmm. How effective is that?
1: Well, yeah, that's a good question. <coughs> and And like you said, how, how trustworthy, how trusting, how, how safe is the environment you're in? in the classroom Mm -hmm. I mean it takes a lot to be vulnerable and (laughs) they could see where a lot of kids are going I don't care what you're talking about I'm not doing that
0: right and especially in alternative ed you have you have a lot of students who might have major trust issues
1: yeah that's true too and
0: there could be a lot of posturing that's going on because uh oh I'm not going to be vulnerable with you
1: and yeah why would I
0: mm mm-hmm What
1: have you done for me that would prove to me that that's safe to be vulnerable with somebody? Mm.
0: But, you know, but what I ended up doing Uh was we had to do something with them and they wanted us to, I don't know what they wanted. Anyway, so what I did was I took out, I think it was Pear Deck. It might have been Pear Deck. And I created these programs called Would You Rather?, And the kids would sit there and I would have situations with pictures and the kids had to pick whether they because we're they were partly online. And what they would do is they would click on the picture to see which one that they would rather deal with. So they would. um, And it was kind of fun and they had a really good time and we could talk about stuff as we went through and they went through all those. And they said that that was actually tons of fun for them. And we also went over. Some other aspects, um, but here's here's where it gets a little weird for me, and mm-hmm. that is they, they wanted us to talk about specific things, and I felt like I was discussing it because we had a bunch of 7th and 8th graders in front of us, and I was looking at the faces of 16 to 19-year-olds.
1: Oh, oh, right
0: and That's i'm thinking
1: too. yeah some generally.
0: of this just feels so it feels so patronizing so it
1: did. it did really contrived
0: very and you know part of what i'm wondering okay first of all it was once a week mm-hmm. and we would bring things up and because in my class in our class we used to we used to bring up some major major subjects there was a problem with a girl who had been on, I don't know, she was on TikTok, Insta, whatever she was on. And she was screaming out and doing these really racist things. And there was there was a major backlash at our school about it. And the kids went out there and they had this big demonstration, da-da-da-da-da, they were furious with the girl. And they came back in and we had to defuse all of our students because our students were over 90 percent minority so
1: i remember that incident
0: so what happened (laughs) and so they said Yeah. yeah but she would she refused to even say that she was sorry and i said to them i said hold on a second how many times when you are caught, and I want you to think about this. You don't have to raise your hand, but I want you to honestly answer. When you're caught doing something that you realize you're not proud of, you double down on it. You don't <laughs> know why, but you just double down on it. And all these kids raise their hands. How honest. And even, even a staff member did. <laughs> and I said, oh, and I oh, really and, and I looked at that staff member and I thought, well, that explains a lot. <laughs>
1: That's what I was going to say. Well, honesty, that explains a lot. <laughs> well, yeah. it
0: actually did. But we're not going to yeah. get into narcissism for staff. Um, anyway, so, you know, I think that that was where I realized that we actually did have a system of trust that was there and that we could talk about these things. And when we ended up having to contrive... And not ended up having to control. I'm going to have to X that out. When we have to speak to them about issues and they are turned into pablum. Yeah. And it feels so patronizing. Um, Then it gets really uncomfortable and they can see it. And, you know, our kids, alternative kids, they will call you on your junk. Yeah. So, and they want to know why you're doing this to them. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, well, I noticed it's a good segue because a lot of the activities, for example, when you go cruising through the internet, you can get Mm -hmm. activities that are SEL related, um, are exactly what we would do. Things like uh, student-led meals... Flexibility. uh,
0: Wait, wait. Explain that to me. Student led meals.
1: Okay. So, for example, uh, some of the, there's one website, for example, uh, social and emotional learning SEL implementation. And, oh, not that's not the one, but the next one down. It gave you just fundamentals and um, activities. And there were 25 of them. And amongst them were things like uh, having a meal, prepare a meal as uh, a group or, um, what else is it? There? There's, um, do an individual journal, right. Um, come up with the classroom rules as a group, things like that.
0: Yeah. That's usually the beginning
1: first. Yeah. Part. And there were other things, but things that we did in, um, mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff that we did in, um, alternative ed that just built right. that trust. And that's right. what it but- was yeah because you build a community that's exactly what it was and these were sort of like i guess when i use the word contrived i just thought well they're not contrived but they're applying them to a group that doesn't have the trust yet like mm-hmm. there's debating journal writing i like just to go playing games you know some days i remember in alt ed when like things were really hairy i would like ease off of the curriculum and, curriculum and try to get a game together with everybody you know just get things easier.
0: Well, it's community
1: building. Yeah. It's like, you know, today I know it's a really tough one. So let's. right, Which is also an
0: SEL. It's it's also the SEL skill because you need to have everybody there because that helps people feel better and they can achieve a lot more.
1: Um, Encouraging positive self-talk is another, for example. I mean, that was just a comment. It's like, okay, well, let's work on that person. And asking and telling themselves, you know, they can do it. Mm -hmm. things like that. That's just little by little stuff that you did. Self-awareness and self-regulation is what that is uh, pertaining to, but it's exactly what it does pertain to. That's what it says it was. Yeah, and emotional identifiers, too. We did that as well. Remember, you did that with yours. And, you know, you haven't done that? (laughs) How many of you have doubled down? (laughs) That's a pretty emotional (laughs) aware thing to ask. It was was me. I do that. Yes.
0: well i'm looking for here we go yeah okay so i'm looking at the standards
1: ah, and there are
0: and there are five uh-huh. there are five main standards now here's my question yeah if you're doing this you need to be doing it on a daily basis and you <laughs> need to incorporate it in your regular classroom so artificially yeah. having one day a week is you're wasting breath.
1: You kind of are. Yeah. It doesn't join together real easily.
0: So I don't understand. Here's here's the big thing I think that really struck me is going through all of this and realizing what it was that they were trying to do, Mm -hmm. is that alternative ed is very much set up to deal with social emotional learning. Yeah. I mean, we're yeah. there. We have a, we we build community. We work with them. Um we get this whole thing going where we can have these discussions and we do help kids what's the word? regulate?
1: Yeah, we help them directly and reg- regulate
0: mm-hmm. and how to decompress properly. And it's in a smaller setting so that they can learn all these skills, whereas let's say Mrs. Swanson, who teaches biology to ninth graders, and they're going to be dissecting and they're whipping around with those scalpels, you know, and they're pithing the pigs you know, I mean, that's pretty dangerous stuff. So there's a real mm-hmm. safety concern. So you can whip that into that. But even so, especially if it's the last period of the day, with the ninth graders, and we oh. know how those we know, we know how those periods are. Oh, yes. um, you kind of, unless you really have strong ethos, you're going to end up as monkey in the middle many
1: times yeah that's a good I, point yeah yeah kind of in the middle you're like well I, I know how to build a relationship with my students but i don't know how to do it from my worksheet <laughs> spontaneously <laughs> it's like it's, right there's something different it's just disjointed and out of rhythm you're right <laughs> it should be an everyday thing it's like oh today i'm going to listen to you <laughs> it's not great right. <laughs> I'm always like, you know, if some kid comes up with something fantastic, one of my favorite things to do is to let the conversation wander a little bit. It always came back.
0: Right. And so here's the interesting part of it, though. And this a lot of this comes from elementary school. Uh, These are things that we learned in elementary school, except here's the difference. Because I was in elementary school. I don't want to say how many years ago I started elementary
1: school. Let's not date ourselves too much. (laughs) Roughly the same period, however.
0: However, things were so much different. We didn't have... Oh, gosh, this is really going to date me. We didn't have all that much television back then. We didn't have computers. We didn't have cell phones. Mm
1: -hmm. No, we did not.
0: And so we don't have all these... All these... Attended distractions, things that are constantly in our face all the time. And all this need, necessary communication where we feel like we need to have something always. And it's, did I tell you, did I bring up the fact that there was a private school and they said they took away everybody's cell phone?
1: I, you probably have, but it's worth saying again, I imagine.
0: They took, I read this, I read this article and it was really fascinating and they took away everybody's cell phone. They, there were kids that boarded there at the school and those cell phones were locked away in a cabinet till the end of the semester. Staff could not bring cell phones onto campus. Okay. And the students who came onto campus could not bring their phones onto campus. The learning rates went, it was, it was very painful at first, but gradually it became the norm and the, and the amount of focus, the attitudes, the amount of depression, just everything changed.
1: That makes sense.
0: And so people were more engaged with each other. They were having conversations with each other. The community actually was able to build. There weren't people constantly looking for other things and and believing that they needed to be connected elsewhere. And they were connecting with each other. And they all wanted to keep it that way. Right. Which is fascinating. Well, I was
1: thinking about how much that offers us for teaching and learning. But then again... The trade-offs in this situation, I could see being well worth it, you know, just because it's like riding a, it, it's like riding a tiger when you're using the internet, it, if you don't keep the kids like directed or forward focused, you know, focused on, on what you want, them kind of focused on, they just go completely sideways sometimes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It, it's just what they do. And well, yeah, like you but, said, get rid of that device. It's no longer riding a tiger, I guess. Yeah.
0: But my goodness, I mean, I had a student who would come in late and would sit down on their phone and just start texting.
1: Yeah, that's it, yeah.
0: And and I would say to her, hey, we need to put the phone away. Well, I'm texting my mom. Well, didn't your mom just drop you off? Yes, but there are things that happened between the time that she dropped me off and the time that I ended up here what? in those three minutes. It's like, seriously? yes. And it's like, okay, well, and part of the problem that we have today, too, is because remember, one to 14 percent is all we count for with learning outcomes. Yeah. Eighty six to ninety nine percent of learning outcomes are dependent on external forces from the school. That means parents. That means home life. That means everything that's out there, friends. So. We cannot be held accountable for everything that's happening in a kid's life. And as I I believe I said this last year, it is folly to think that we have that kind of power, that kind of superpower, and nor should we have that kind of superpower. That's that's completely uncalled for. So, however, I took her phone away from her. And. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! You would have thought that she that that everybody around her had just been slaughtered, and she could not Mm -hmm. cope.
1: Oh, I've seen that. I had one student who broke down, Mm -hmm. nervous nervous breakdown, right in front of Mm -hmm. me. Just started crying. No, I started shaking and stuttering and and couldn't breathe. when I said, if you don't get your, put your phone away, I might have to take it. You might have to turn it into me. That's all I said. Just the prospect of losing her phone gave her a panic attack. She mm-hmm. had a 404 for her phone panic.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's, it's insane.
0: It, it really is. But the parents feed into it.
1: Well, I know. That it had to be something that installed that, that intense emotional reaction to her telephone. It wasn't about the telephone at all. There's something going on there. But well, she used it, and, and so she's allowed to have her telephone because it helped her, quote, focus. And the fact of the matter is, when I asked her, she wasn't focusing. I said, you might have to, you know, see if you can go along without it. She just about had a nervous breakdown. I mean, she almost had to leave the building. She was so emotionally upset. Right. Yeah. I got in trouble with the counselor. It's like, excuse me? <laughs> I said, how was I supposed to know that you This is a place. No, this is a place of learning. It's not a place. I mean, I'll work with the kid, but for goodness sake, I'm supposed to just allow this.
0: There's some boundaries that really have been crossed, and parents, you know, it's. I have to blame the parents partly for this whole I thing.
1: kind of do too. There was a, I think there was an unholy alliance there between everyone was concerned about her, but I think she was sort of enjoying the fact that she could get away with it sort of thing. Of course they like, do. Just a telephone for goodness sake. Really? Honestly, to have a panic attack like that is, I, I don't know what to tell you.
0: Like, However, according to Jean Twenge in her book, iGen yeah. suicide rates and suicide ideation for young girls skyrocketed from 2007
1: on that's true too and that that was that was
0: when the iphone came out
1: oh yeah oh social media will kill you literally so
0: yeah so i think that what we need to look at um and so i think some of this because 18 year olds they may have they may be 18 years old but they are being treated as though they were 10 or 11 years old. Now it used to be that they were like 15 or 14, but I just see so much coddling going on and it just, it's, it's amazing to me. And so I don't know why parents are so terrified that their kids might have an issue and they need, and that, they aren't going to be able to figure it out on their own it's such a a level of disrespect
1: i think there's a lot of projection onto kids as far Mm -hmm. as that you know the issues that they they can have or do have i mean no doubt that they do have them but then there's some that it's almost like well you're feeling out of sorts let's name it well, it's just life, you know, I'm sorry, kid, but I, you know, you get a lot of anxiety when you're young. If you're not really built for this world when you're eight and nine.
0: You know, I watched, I watched my neighbors, their child was just learning how to stand up and learning how to walk. Uh And the kid stood up, was really proud of himself. And then he teetered and he went down. He, He didn't go down hard. They rushed over to him and started saying, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" And they picked him up, and they were just like, "Oh!" And I thought, "Holy crap!"
1: He's gonna go, "Wow!" I'll just fall down when I want attention. <laughs> hey,
0: can we can we like give the kid a break? And then the mother told me that they were going on. Um, the The kid was going to start preschool. And I said, Oh, good. I hope he does well. And she said, What about me? And I said, Well, you're not going to preschool. preschool. She said, I've not been away from him for that long a period of time. I said, For how long? One or two hours? She said, Yes. And I said, Get over it. What are you going to do when he moves? She goes, Oh, I don't know that I can let him do that. (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, wow. And I said, (laughs) You're going to have some real issues later
1: on. I just. I don't know what I'd say to that other than that. I think you might have some issues in the future. You might not like. Ooh,
0: yeah, know. let's not go down the Oedipal path.
1: <laughs> it's even just some kid who's just afraid to walk out the door unless his mom goes with him like, Right. Well, oh. the kid
0: is a daredevil. I mean, I have to give him that. Oh, and the dad really. is really good with him, too. Oh. And mom is actually really great with him. Oh. So... Um,
1: helicoptery.
0: And she... Well, no. She actually looked at me and said... It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Ah, I said, yeah, "Yeah, see, you can actually breathe.
1: Yeah, it's okay. It's part of the cycle. You have to grow up. I mean, he has to grow up. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Okay, so let's take a look at the five different standards. Yes. How's that sound? So the first one is responsible problem solving and decision making. (laughs) The ability to systematically determine the best solution for a problem or need by identifying and clarifying the issue, evaluating potential solutions, choosing the best alternative, implementing the solution and improving the process. And there's indicators. Students will be able to apply the responsible problem solving and decision-making process set forth here in their personal lives and in the world around them. One, identify the problem and need produce a clear statement of the identified, clarify the problem and need. What do we need to know? What do we not know? Blah, blah, blah. What's the root cause? Collect and evaluate solutions, evaluate the solutions, and there's little subcategories underneath each one. Mm-hmm. Determine the best solution, implement the solution, test and evaluate the solution, and adopt and standardize the solution. And mm-hmm. then at the end of that, you establish a process for continuous improvement.
1: Okay.
0: well, that sounds like something that we might learn in Head Start, pre-K, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth. Right.
1: Yeah. With more reinforcement
0: at middle school when the hormones start kicking in.
1: Right. Like use your words. (laughs) That's (laughs) like use your words, kid. (laughs) Yeah, that works.
0: But do we have a society today? This is this is where I think it gets a kind of funky do we have a society today where people are so narcissistic that they try to set things up so that they can become victims and they create the problems
1: there's a bit of that
0: i've seen a lot of
1: it there's a lot of a lot of telling kids how or what they should feel based upon uh race creed color gender da 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 yeah 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 Yeah, they're getting that message a lot. They have no idea what it means, but they're getting it.
0: (laughs) Oh, well, the one thing that really gets me is um, they will sit there and because, you know, I talk to people and and this one friend of mine looked at me and said, well, you vote Democrat, don't you? I said, (laughs) Not always. Well, why not? And I said, why would I? And she looked at me and she said, well, you're gay. You have to vote Democrat. I said um yeah. so because you're a certain way you have to because y- you fall into a certain category you have to vote a specific way well of course you do and i said what kind of totalitarian assessment are you
1: involved in you're starting everybody in me right oh you go over here you go over there
0: yeah exactly this is <laughs> what you're supposed to do and if you don't yeah. And there's something wrong with you. I said, that's kind of a white supremacist viewpoint. Well, that's a know? very
1: prejudicial view. You're prejudging Bigoted. everybody based upon what you think they are and what they should be. And you're gay, so you must be not voting Republican ever. It's like,
0: exactly.
1: You yeah. So, you
0: know, and it's like, <laughs> I, I research everything and then I vote on it. But I said to her, I said, uh-uh, not everything. And she was so Angry. Really? She starts throwing these things, she starts throwing these issues at me, and it's like, Where is all of this coming from? You
1: broke her system.
0: And her husband looked at her and he said, Honey, how many times do I need to tell you no politics?
1: God, no kidding. And it's she better said better to keep your mouth closed and, and she said. Yeah, but but he's
0: advocate. gay and he's supposed to vote that way. And I said, oh, so black people are supposed to vote a certain way too? And she said, yes. And I think about these people who talk about how open they are and how they, you know, they want to fight against racism, all this other stuff. But those races damn well better vote a specific way. But we're off of, we're getting off
1: topic. It is true, though. People they judge they prejudge and they sort and then you know as you present yourself they go oh what kind of person are you oh you're just like that then it's like no exactly i'm a a human i'm a different person altogether
0: exactly and i was talking to somebody and they said oh so you think that about this and i said oh yeah yeah and they said oh thank god they said i think that way too and I said, are you gay? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, no, they're not.
1: <laughs> no, but, but I almost would have been too, Are you gay? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to mess with you that way.
0: <laughs> So anyway, okay.
1: Oh, yeah. It's so true. That's what I try to and, – and I always used to work – speaking of SEL, I was just to work with that with the kids is – you know, just to get home that don't be sorting people into groups as you meet them. <laughs> if you do that, you are a racist. Yeah, You're a prejudicial person. And if you act on it, you're discriminating as well.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I used to look at how that works, too, you know, because then they go, oh, because they used to think that, a, a you know, a prejudicial discriminator was just a stark raving southerner who hated everybody anyway. And it's like, no, there's all kinds <laughs> no. of degrees of that kind of stuff going on. Oh,
0: my on. gosh. You know, when (laughs) just on a side note, historically, when when the slaves moved up to the north because everybody said, come, you know, get out of the south. Come up you are out of here. They didn't want them. They had no place to put them. They didn't know Mm -hmm. what to do with them. And so they kind of led them to their own devices. And that's why we ended up with them working in factories and everything, which is Chicago
1: stockyards. That's why Chicago is a heavy black population. I went to work in the stockyards. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they traded,
0: over. they traded working out in the fields for working in the factories.
1: Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. And, and, so, and the North was just as prejudiced and discriminatory in many ways in the South was.
0: Well, yeah, because that's, they were the um, what's the word? Bleeding heart liberal. Oh, you God. know, that's that's your issue, and we will fight for it. But oh, wait, you're coming up here um um
1: um what 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 oh, turn left turn left turn left <laughs> let's push you over here we'll yeah i met it. in portland and the real whole thing oregon was set up as a place where no black people are allowed at all because they didn't want to have to deal with that race question as if that could be dodged
0: well it was a huge kkk <laughs>
1: yeah and yeah, we just tried to keep everybody out and the masons we thought well, we could just go by the old Civil War thing. And now oh, we're just here. We just don't like black people. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, that yeah, it's a world. I'll tell you. It is. Anyway, and w- that's the thing that social and emotional learning is. I mean, that was always kind of instilled in my curriculum. It's like, OK, let's think about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. OK, number two, social management.
1: Yeah, that would be that, too. Yeah.
0: The ability to establish healthy, diverse relationships through effective communication collaboration and consideration to make wise choices about social interactions based on core ethical and moral values to translate social decision into effective behavior and to actively participate in global citizenship and
1: stewardship
0: i I mean that's pretty much what we were just talking about i was just just gonna
1: say i was gonna say what we said yeah just take people as people So the
0: indicators are that they will demonstrate the ability to develop and maintain positive, healthy, and diverse relationships, including the ability to communicate effectively, collaborate, and lead effectively, demonstrate positive consideration of and interactions with diverse populations, maintain positive relationships through pro-social behaviors, prevent, manage, and resolve interpersonal conflicts in constructive ways. And there's a whole list of them. I'm going to put the link down to... These in the show notes demonstrate the ability to make a social de- to make social decisions based on core ethical and performance values, um, including magnanimity, magnanimity, generosity, uh-huh. justice and fairness, self-control, temperance, prudence, courage, persistence, wisdom, magnificence, nobility, Jeez, liberty, man. love, care, hope, humility. Uh-huh. They want to run the gamut on some Jeez, of these man. They, on that, some of these vocab words, don't they?
1: That doesn't leave anything for the Boy Scouts in there. <laughs> loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, brave clean, clean, and reverent. Yeah, okay. there you go.
0: Okay, we've got gratitude, curiosity, creativity, transcendence, and spirituality, and citizenship, and teamwork. And then there's ethical versus
1: performance
0: values.
1: That is the third, that's the third condition, ethical versus performance values? No,
0: that's down at the bottom of... Oh, that's um, one of these. Make social decisions based on core ethical and performance values.
1: Instead of, like, profit margin? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Is that what it's Yeah, meaning? maybe. No, don't dump that stuff in the creek. I you know they'll save money, but <laughs> don't do that.
0: Demonstrate the ability to translate social decision into effective behavior.
1: Yeah, that's a hard one.
0: How does that (laughs) done? Positively responding to the ethical, effective or social justice dimensions of a situation, making social adjustments in real time based on perceiving how a situation is unfolding, desire to positively affect the social situation environment life of others, Hmm. noticing social needs on a personal and expanded basis and creating and carrying through solutions to those needs, eliminating social barriers and using a variety of social media constructively. Is that it? No, there's four. <laughs> wow, there's more. There's one more. I think just one. Yeah, it looks oh, like. these it. the conditions? Yep. These or are the standards, right? These are the indicators.
1: Oh, these are still indicators. So. Yeah.
0: And the fourth one, well, those were subcategories off of the um, ability to translate social decision into effective behavior. And now we're at demonstrate the ability to actively participate in global citizenship and stewardship.
1: Wow. They're not messing around, man. No. This that's that's a that's a pretty tall order for yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> Very few humans walking around are gonna hit that. <laughs> well <laughs> it's,
0: it's sort of like self it's sort of like a self improvement throughout the rest of your life.
1: It is actually, yeah. It, maybe that's what they're trying to do, is have some of this catch. Like breathing and things. I mean, ten years ago when I was 10, 15, when I was introducing it to kids, they're like, Oh, this is weird and crazy now. It's like everybody breathes, does the, you know, breathing exercises and things like that.
0: But see, that's not in here.
1: Uh, yeah. I, no, I don't. I think I, I don't part I, of why, me, you
0: know. I'm trying to get somebody to come in and talk to us about, um, trauma informed education and, and kids with trauma, especially in alternative ed. And I'm hoping to hear back very soon. Um, But the breathing is to help with self-regulation. Yeah. And it also helps with vision, doing positive visions and working on positive self-talk. There's a lot of that. Yeah. I think that that's what a lot of those are.
1: Yeah. Breathing, it just just stops things from escalating and causes things to calm down. It's just Mm unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, right. it's really a good tool, and kids didn't have a clue about it back in the day when we didn't have any computers or anything. I was going to make that comment that I've become a whole lot more aware of the world at large, and my learning curve has just gone way up since you know the advent of the internet and just exposure to all kinds of things. Yeah, it's okay. it's really fascinating.
0: Here we come with number three. Go social awareness.
1: Oh, I hate being aware of social thinking.
0: The ability to accurately encode and interpret one's social environment to anticipate the consequences of and obstacles to social interactions, to understand the factors involved in eliminating social barriers and embracing diversity, to demonstrate an awareness of pro-social behavior to understand the constructive and destructive uses of social media, hmm. and to demonstrate a positive sense of self-efficacy, and initiating and carrying through social interactions, we're talking about oneness, not sameness. So, we mm. this definition is lengthy.
1: Ooh, yeah.
0: Basically, yeah. we have to get outside of ourselves to be curious about others because we care about all people and we want to know, and this way we can alleviate problems. And so, how do we foster this with other people? The indicators are demonstrating an awareness of social environment context cues um, with nonverbal and social ethical and organizational norms, demonstrate the factors involved in accurately interpreting social environment, context, clues, moral judgment, perspective, taking reading emotions, inferences of intentions and motivations, Demonstrate the ability to realistically anticipate consequences of and potential obstacles to social interactions, including ethical and moral implications. And then demonstrate an awareness of the factors involved in eliminating social barriers and embrace diversity, including an understanding of the similarities and differences, how social perceptions and beliefs affect social interactions, etc. And then we come to the fifth one. Which is demonstrate an awareness of pro social behavior. Six is demonstrate an understanding of the constructive and destructive uses of social media. And seventh is demonstrate a positive sense of self efficacy in initiating and carrying
1: through social interactions. Holy cow, it sounds like seminary. No. <laughs> Jeez, man. If that's a retreat. That, that's like a two, three year Buddhist retreat, learning all that stuff.
0: It's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. Now, my question is, if we're rolling out social emotional curriculum oh, and yeah. the collaborative of academic and social and emotional learning, how do you effectively teach this while you're teaching your math class? I mean, there, there, there are ways that you can incorporate things in there, but to effectively be teaching Your content while you're also teaching
1: this, you're
0: going to have to figure out a way to do it subliminally.
1: It was built for alt ed. We used to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. Just because we sort of felt it was needed. And you know, and you would have teachable moments. The teachable moments you're not going to get with 25 to 30 kids. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's really tough, and especially when it's on queue every Wednesday or whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, cuz it takes up that class time. Yeah. From every Wednesday. So, and a lot of those teachers were upset, but what they did was they extended the period.
1: That's what they did with this. Uh, They just extended one of the periods for like a half an hour or something.
0: Except then they said, well, we're really sorry because this takes longer than the the allotted time that we gave you. (laughs) And so, but you're going to have to deal with it on your own.
1: Well, create time. Can I keep the kid from the next class to stay in my class for 15 minutes? Teacher's love that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Mr. So-and-so kept us all. <laughs> what? <laughs> well, he just wasn't finished.
0: I remember those
1: days. Oh, gosh. Why that, are you
0: guys coming in late? We were in the middle of the test.
1: That Yeah. I, wow. What happened? Things just got really rigid. And now it's. They're rigidly addressing social and emotional learning. <laughs> like, God, stop it. And then they added it, like, as you alluded to, they added it to your already hectic, strange schedule. And you're going, what is this and why do I care? <laughs> well, it's... Yeah. It just,
0: oh. it felt like gilding the lily in many ways. but It
1: does, yeah.
0: You know, and our kids enjoyed the games and everything like that. And they did like the breathing. Um, yeah, yeah that stuff fun. they enjoyed but the other discussion I mean the discussions that we had they were great and I talked to other people and they said that it it was how do I say this without having to edit it it was a cluster
1: <laughs> We all know what the end of that one was
0: right it was just a mess people were furious you know people wanted to fight each other in the classrooms and so there were things that people just they Ooh. weren't prepared for unintentional
1: yeah oh yeah when you start a fight trying to trying to avoid avoid them i think you're on the wrong track
0: well it it was because people were heated about the topics
1: so yeah yeah i can see that and then not the no trust going on it's like what did you say it's like yeah. wait a minute timeout hold on
0: <laughs> right
1: yeah. okay what's the fourth one is it four
0: yeah we're on four oh, there's five, yeah. wait are we four
1: yeah the third okay one that is something.
0: okay four is social mm-hmm. management oh, yeah. i All feel right. like i'm i i have to click these different buttons in order to get in there and so okay i've seen them the ability to establish healthy, diverse relationships through effective communication, collaboration, and consideration uh, to make wise choices about social interactions based on core ethical and moral values. Did we not just do this one?
1: It just seems like it.
0: I feel like, yeah, okay. We did responsible problems. Okay, social awareness. That's the last one.
1: Oh, social awareness. Oh, geez.
0: No, we did that one.
1: Yeah, we are aware socially. I said, oh. Um, oh, my gosh.
0: Oh, my I gosh. Heard. This is driving me crazy. Okay, so we did social management, we did social awareness, self management. Oh, did...
1: yeah. <laughs> Handle your own stuff, get out of my face. Yeah, actually, my kids could really use this.
0: But... To our listeners, I am so sorry. <laughs> that When I click on the things on this, it reorganizes everything else on the page. Um, <gasps> self management, ability to successfully regulate one's emotions, thoughts, and behaviors in a variety of situations. The ability to control impulses, manage stress, adapt, change one's mindset, demonstrate self control, make wise input choices, use time and resources wisely, and motivate oneself. The ability to set, monitor, and work toward personal and academic goals while anticipating and persevering through setbacks.
1: Grit. Wow, just that. Okay.
0: <laughs> no, there's more. Oh, whoa. The ability to tolerate failure and learn from the mistakes.
1: I'm still to working resolve on that. personal
0: weaknesses and capitalize on strengths, mm-hmm. ability to meet one's social, emotional, mental, and physical needs through positive and effective means, the ability to demonstrate a strong sense of self-efficacy, mm-hmm. the ability to base decisions on moral and ethical considerations, and the ability to positively manage one's character.
1: Wow. Let's so think. I'm
0: not going to go through all the indicators because oh, there
1: are nine of them. Is Bodhisattva achieving Bodhisattva one of them? <laughs> Jeez no. man. It's like achieving total enlightenment. Uh I got there's some serious ones there I'm working on all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but it's good that the kids are aware of that actually.
0: Yeah, I think I think here's what I think. I think that if you take this list and if you go through them and you, you can pretty much like target specific kids in your class Uh or in your group and do that. One thing that we did um, in, in not where I have it now, because we used to pull them into groups and we would talk to our own specific groups. But when I first came into alternative ed, Way back in the Wooden Horse days, um, they we had what were called advisory groups. And we would meet. We would try to meet weekly for about or every other week for about an hour. And we would build a rapport in a community with just those kids. And it's not like we taught those kids. Some of them we never did. Some of them we did teach later, but they became ours. So if they had an issue or a problem, they came to us. And then what we would also do, we had a certain amount of money and we would go to movies after school, or maybe we'd go to horseback riding, or maybe we would just go out to lunch and we would just go out and get something to eat. Maybe there was a Saturday that, you know, everybody could get together and we could just do something together. And we just did that. And, um, it was great. We went horseback riding, um,
1: yeah, back meet. in the budget days when you could actually do stuff that was yeah, kind of well.
0: This that was before everybody wanted to sue everybody, and so oh, and that it,
1: too. Yeah, you couldn't. Yeah, really tra- yeah you couldn't transporting people was a little bit, a little different. It we didn't had a rent ceremony.
0: Well, we had to get a rental van, so we would go over and we had a deal with one of the car with one of the car dealerships. And we would go over there and we would rent the the van from them. And then we would go driving. Um, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I remember taking the kids up to the, um, oh, what was it? What do you call that? The um, It's where they get to see the cadavers.
1: Oh, the university? Yeah, or we went up to the university, university where, where they,
0: plants. yeah, up on the hill where they, where the kids got to sit there and they listened to stuff about the donor program and then we went down and they got to see them dissecting the cadavers
1: <laughs> and that was the ones that could stand it did the other ones like, i'm out of here
0: <laughs> some of them some of them walked in and walked back out and they were in the bathroom um Ooh, yeah. and then afterwards we went to mcdonald's and some of them didn't eat which made it great because we saved money on that um <laughs> a couple of them took a bite out of their burger and ran to the bathroom but it was actually a really. <laughs> it was actually, for the most part, most of the students had no problems with it, but the kids that had the major problems were the ones who were the toughest ones. You know, the ones that have this veneer. Oh yeah. Yeah, you're not good.
1: I. Yeah, I that. Uh, I can take it, or maybe yeah. not. <laughs>
0: exactly. Okay. Uh, so the last one. Oh. There was and that is self awareness. To perceive your own strengths and limitations, passions and interests, preferences and motivations, thoughts and emotions, attitudes and reactions, values and beliefs, and goals and aspirations, <laughs> and how these influence behavior and impact others, to recognize how thoughts, emotions, and behaviors are developed, to maintain a well grounded sense of self and self confidence, to understand how one is perceived and how one forms perceptions to determine one's physical and emotional wellness and to recognize external resources for assistance. Hmm. So not trying to get everything done on your own, but to be open to listen to other people and to be willing to address those things and that Hmm. they are not an
1: excuse. Right? Yeah. Because so I'm tired of hearing, I'm
0: tired of hearing people say, "I can't do this," "I can't do that." I have ADHD. I can't, I can't do that, and mm-hmm. I, I have to look at them. And you know this as well as I do. Get over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have ADHD as well, and if anybody can't tell that from our conversations on here, um, and we still manage to do okay with life. Yeah, Uh, that it was. How do you work with it in order to get around it?
1: Use it as an excuse not to do things.
0: Well, I was never given that option. I
1: never was. I didn't even know about ADD. I just had it. It was it was the rage of diagnoses long after I was grown
0: up. Yeah, I wasn't diagnosed until 1996 or 97.
1: Mine was, like, 2018. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, really? Now I finally have a diagnosis. I kind of always knew that. Yeah.
0: Well, they asked... Well, I went in to have my hearing checked. And they said, why are you here? And I said, all my friends tell me that I have to have my hearing checked. Because I don't hear a lot. And so we discovered a lot in that... um, In that... What in my doctor's appointment and through the labs and everything like that, it was great. Oh, so yeah, that would I, make sense. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot about myself about not being able to discriminate noise. Oh, I have bad noise discrimination, which makes it really hard for me to hear, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But
1: oh, well, that explains a lot. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, and he said, has any, have you been diagnosed for ADHD? And I said, well, people tell me I am. And he says, you are. <laughs> yeah. yeah he said and he gave me the list of reasons so but um yeah. it's not i didn't see it as a weakness i saw it as a diagnosis and something that i could go with
1: yeah i'm just it's just who i am i've long since adapted to whatever it is that I've got going there mm-hmm. so
0: but our kids though they somebody tells them something and all of a sudden they're in the depths of despair to borrow a phrase from anne of Green Gables. Um, because somebody said that they're not good at something
1: well, Okay. Well.
0: or, or they just accept it. And so that's part of their, that's part of their culture of failure. Cause they have to have these things in this culture of failure that they have uh-huh. to have. It's this over dramatization. So how do we work with those kids on that? How do you turn that around? Because in alternative ed, we have kids who are, yes, we can do all these things with them, but they, have hyper hyperbolized everything about them that doesn't work.
1: Kinda. There's so many things that could possibly be wrong too. They're not quite sure. So they well, they kind of a, I've noticed that some students will attach labels to themselves. You know I'm this. Oh is that a diagnosis? No, but I know I'm that. Oh yeah. Okay. My mama says yeah, my mom says. Okay. I had a kid
0: and he looked at me and he said, "Well, I can't read a lot of books." And I said, "What do you mean?" And he said, "Well, I can't I can read but only for a certain amount of time." And I said, "Why?" And he said, "Because when I was born, the doctor dropped me on my head." <laughs> and I said, "Yeah, I've heard that one before." And he said, "No." And and because of that my eyes work independently of my brain. And I said, uh-huh. And he said, no, that's that, that's what my mom keeps telling me. The mother brought in a doctor's report. It was, it was she created this doctor's report.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And it said exactly that. And she said, my son's eyes work independently of his brain. And I looked at her and I said, you're a very smart woman. I want you to think about what you just told me. Is your son blind? She said, "No," and I said, "Think very hard about what you just told me." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, really.
0: And she was furious. She demanded that we get her kid on an IEP because of this condition. So we sent him to an opt- so We sent him to the eye doctor.
1: Yeah, I yeah. checked out,
0: and the eye doctor wrote back and said his eyes work absolutely fine.
1: <laughs> he not can not it from his brain
0: so she was furious because she went with him to the library and he checked out a book that was about 829 pages and we did our book groups Uh-oh. every six weeks and he checked out this book to do as a book group and I said did you finish the book and he said no I still have 40 pages to go I said well get to it let's get on it and he goes well you know I can't read it because my eyes aren't connected to my brain I said, you have 40 pages left. (laughs) And the mother called me screaming because her son's eyes this is after the doctor after she'd been proven wrong. Everything. So all I'll tell you is that after the kid graduated from high school, the parents put him into an apartment and that's where he lived and they brought him food. They brought him his food for the week. They gave him an allowance and Jeez. I, I have no idea whatever happened to him. Poor because kid.
1: His, his eyes were disconnected from his brain. I would have done that too.
0: His eyes were not <laughs> disconnected.
1: It, it would be hard to walk around with your eyes seeing one thing in your the brain. Doing <laughs>
0: These work. are very educated
1: parents who make very good money in very responsible jobs. It's the
0: most bizarre set of circumstances and
1: creators of their own reality and everyone must adhere. I suppose. This is not a thing. You know that, right? Not a thing. Oh,
0: (laughs) I mean, sometimes I think that the parents need some of these SEL.
1: Right. It's like, okay, the kids are going home going, I learned something at school and you are messed up. (laughs) (laughs) It's true too. We actually, some, some people's parents are absolutely crazy.
0: Yeah. And so it's amazing that some of them turn out as well as they do.
1: Truly really, it is. Uh, yeah.
0: I, I, I mean, know there that. are some very amazing students that we, that normal People
1: coming from crazy ass parents. No, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I had
0: just to let you know, I had a kid and, he had some really major, major issues, and the father came in, and he was he could not speak to any of the administrators. The administrators refused to speak to him, oh, and dear. so he came into my office and he goes, "Can we talk?" And I said, "Sure." So he sat down. We started talking, and and at the end of about a half an hour, he said, "I want to thank you." He said, you're the most reasonable person in this building. And I said, oh, we got a problem then, don't we? And he said, yeah. <laughs> so I, I walked him out and one of the administrators came up to me and they said, what were you doing talking to him? I said, well, he's the parent of one of my students. They said, you need to be careful with that parent. I said, he's the parent of one of my students and he has some issues. And they said, yeah, he has issues. And I said, with you. Well, let me tell you the story. I said, I've already heard all the stories and everything, but it's really fascinating to hear the story from his perspective and how everything went down. I said, you know, you live this white middle class life. Not all of our parents have that luxury.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Not all of them grew up being pampered like you were. And he just kind of stared at me. And I said, so sometimes you need to think twice before you respond to some of these people. And I walked out. And um, Middle
1: class values. Yeah. Well, we, used yeah. to, we used to mourn ourselves against that. Sometimes we go, are we applying our middle class values here? I remember that real well. Ooh, mm-hmm. mm, I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. oh, I took it for granted. Yeah, that's exactly what you do. Take Mm -hmm. your point of view for granted.
0: And I had this little white kid, and I thought he was dirt poor. They lived in one of the nicest houses. Uh, Yeah. Talk about
1: (laughs) judging people. Mm.
0: And I sat there, and I thought, holy cow. Now I feel stupid for buying you that pair of shoes. (laughs) Oh, and no the lot. mom sent me an email and she said, thank you so much. That was so generous of you. Why would you do it? And I said, because I didn't think he could afford
1: it. <laughs> I thought he was poor. I didn't know he She said,
0: do you want me to reimburse you? And I said, no, 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 I'm good. Oh, that's funny. But yeah, so we just, you can't know what's going on in a kid's life mm-hmm. in their head or in their family. It's pretty amazing um, what mm-hmm. you find out from some of these kids when you get to know them.
1: Yeah, this SEL thing, I like it. It's good, but you have to know what you're doing with it. I don't think you can just give it to any teacher and go, do this today. Yeah. Next week, we'll give you another one.
0: Yeah, because I think that you would need to start it pre-K. And like I said, you know, it's kind of like you have it and then you go in and then maybe revisit and restructure it in the middle school.
1: And I'm not sure all teachers are equipped to teach it. They sort of... I, oh. I yeah, I don't I don't trust some teachers teaching this stuff. Oh, I don't either. Yeah, it's not. I don't either to anybody. There's certain I don't know how you like test for that sort of intellect or sensibility but some teachers should not be teaching this stuff.
0: Well, I think here's the interesting thing. there were there were a couple of teachers who I thought would be okay teaching this stuff. and all of a sudden it became all about them
1: oh yeah that's one of the things that could happen yeah
0: and it became a huge lecture it wasn't and it's kind of like hold on a second can i jump in here no i've got this under control well no they're tuning you out
1: uh your story ended as far as they're concerned (laughs)
0: yeah true so um that's the one thing it's got to be it's got to be student centered. it's got to be reflective for them
1: You gotta have the you gotta have chips <coughs> in the trust at least a little bit, and it can't be just okay. It's Tuesday, so it must be SEL day.
0: Exactly. It's gotta <laughs> be. It's gotta be
1: constant and ongoing yeah. and relationships, just like we always say,
0: all about relationships. It is.
1: It really is.
0: And then just talking about things that come up and how do you deal with them, and <sighs> keeping it a keeping yourself apolitical and letting them go. Yeah. Because they look to you to guide them politically, and you mm. shouldn't be guiding them at all politically. You should be allowing them to figure things out on their own. You may disagree vehemently with whatever they say, mm. but they lead their life, not yours. True. And that may be, maybe they're going to find a way to change it. Maybe somebody else will change it, but your, guide, your job is to facilitate not to dictate
1: right and yeah to, and to reveal certain things right yeah right you know, if your argument's sound it's sound if it's not it's not <laughs> but, mm-hmm. yeah you yeah, know and that's what we're
0: and usually yeah. in those circumstances i play the devil's advocate so they never know where i actually stand that i just do. i, I just start asking that. questions what about this what about that And just drives some nuts <laughs> but you said yesterday and it's like uh, I told you I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you what I believe in.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I was. A, it was always pretty fairly apparent that I was on the side of fairness, you know, and it, it, it pretty much kind of all cost. I mean, it was mm-hmm. this political thing. It's not really fair, but it's necessary. I would never argue anything like that. It's like, no, you're right. That's not fair.
0: Well, government's not set up to care about your feelings
1: there it is you know it's not fair the soon as you learn that things aren't fair the better you'll get along in life yeah, yeah. that's true yeah. Too. So, yeah
0: the only things that you're guaranteed in life are that the things that you are supposed to have that a society is supposed to provide for its citizens mm-hmm. food shelter and clothing the government was set up to help with that to maintain a system of of order, is what that's for. And general in general welfare, mm, just to make generally
1: sure that, speaking.
0: <laughs> well, I suppose if you start manipulating it, but if you go into Plato's Republic,
1: oh well, yeah, let's not get too deep into it. But yeah, it was just I think everyone wants something from the government that they they live under. So, general welfare is one of them, protection, that sort of thing.
0: Well, yeah, that's mm-hmm. part of it, protection. That's why you have the military
1: and the defense or the police and or the police. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. It's all Fair about enough. sense of order and the fact that yes, you are taken care of and that the laws will protect you yeah. including from the government.
1: At least in ours, in our supposedly. little supposedly supposedly American yeah, keeping a government at bay sort of thoughts, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. okay anyway that was well you know we got we talked a lot about something i, uh-huh. I was kind of going hmm <laughs> i don't know if this is gonna be i don't i don't have i have maybe no opinions or too many i don't know
0: <laughs> sometimes well i knew that once i found this that it was going to be a really great guide for us because I go to all these conferences and people keep talking about SEL this, SEL that. How are we dealing with social-emotional learning? And it's all kinds of elements, but there's nothing that really sticks out and tells me this is what it is. I swear, I have gone to so many different seminars in different conferences, and I still couldn't tell you what social-emotional learning was. Mm now i do
1: at least theoretically i wonder if you asked a lot of teachers what they think it is what they would say
0: (laughs) they would say that it would be something to do with trauma informed
1: oh possibly yeah because that's not
0: because where i was we were one of the few trauma-informed campuses in the metro area and um Yeah. But there were a lot of things. I mean, the communication about the rollout of everything, it just wasn't working. And my big, here's, here's, where is the social emotional help for teachers?
1: Yeah, true.
0: Especially after, I mean, if we're dealing with trauma informed, because teachers, if you think about how much they went through during the pandemic, how much they went through after the pandemic and what they're going through now, and they're they're still being things are still being ladled on their backs. Well, and we had talked about that. We did, and so we, back to normal. we worry. We worry about the children. Well, you got to worry about your staff as well, and the teachers. And I think people, I think administrators forget that teachers, without their teachers, they are nothing. I agree. So I was in a meeting. To, I was in. I was in. <laughs> an administrative meeting today and they were talking about X, Y, and Z and that they needed to get more administrators involved. And I said, Hold on there a second. You need more teachers involved. And a couple of voices said, Amen. And somebody said, well, why? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I'll amen. let you I'll let you think on that. So yeah, anyway. Anyway, I think it's this is a great time for us to sign off. That's and incredible. Once again, Happy New Year. We're going to be starting in with our new little tidbit that's going to be dropped in the middle of the week. And that's going to be News Bits. And we are going to be bringing you some news and our perspectives on that on two or three stories that we've been following for a while. So stay tuned. We'll be dropping that. So if you subscribe, you will be getting that in your inbox for wherever you are. Leave us a review, give us a like, share us with your friends, get us out there. And once again, have a fantastic and prosperous new year.
1: Happy New Year. Aloha. Ciao.